Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. What's going on, podcast world? Welcome to the Young and Adulting Podcast. My name is Tyler. I'm here with my friends, Katie, Gavin, and Ethan. Say hi. Hi, friends. Hey, hi. hi again. <laughs> we are going to have a fun time today. If you're not been with us for the last couple of weeks, we've been going through Pastor Ryan's resource called Unbound. It's a study. It's a resource. It's going to help you walk the life that God's called you to walk full of victory and freedom. And we're going to be working through chapter five today. And I want to jump right into the conversation so we maximize our time. But before we do so, we got some new faces. Gavin, Ethan, who are you? What's a fun fact? This is your space to kind of share something that maybe uh, maybe is interesting. Oh, my name is Gavin. And, um, my fun fact is that I play piano. Okay. That's awesome. I love it. I wish I was musically talented. <laughs> Same. <laughs> uh, my fun fact is that I love donuts. And kind of donuts, bro. You know, there's this one donut that I've had. I think it's from Jupiter Donuts. It's called Cereal Milk. Okay. That sounds weird, but basically what it is, it's like this Flintstone like cereal <laughs> on top of the donut with like white icing. It's pretty good. Do you know what Flintstones are? Yeah. I, I thought that was yeah, like a cartoon. Black. Yeah, okay. I'm just checking because before. <laughs> okay, I'm just checking. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. I love it. I love it. So you're a, you're a donut man. Yes, yeah, so I'm a man. donut man. I love it. I love a good donut from Salty Donut downtown. Donut donut is amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Katie, what about you? Yay! Well, hi again, friends. Um, a fun fact about me is that I love pasta and I also love Same. chicken. Oh, so pastas. chicken and pasta, game changer, right? Super simple, but I just love that. There's a certain type of pasta though? Fettuccine all the Ooh, way. Linguine. That's also pretty good. But any type of pasta is just such a versatile food option and I'm obsessed. Good so. carb load. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> love me some pasta. I'd be, this is so off topic, but when you go to like Olive Garden and you get the pasta mm-hmm. and your waitress comes and they get the cheese oh my and they gosh. say, tell me when I just stare at them <laughs> and, they're and, like, like, and I'm like, it's like, I'm sir, like, when I say, just, <laughs> yeah, use it all, use it all. Oh I love it. Gosh. Well, we're going to have a special time talking today. We've been working through Unbound for the last um, several weeks. And today we're talking about the subject of love. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. How to put on love. Pastor Ryan said this, if there's a uniform for Christians, mm-hmm. it's love. Mm. I love that thought. I love that idea that if there's a uniform that Christians wear, it's it's love. So we're going to be talking about a subject. We're not going to be talking about your love lives. Okay? <laughs> uh, I'm not here to stare into your soul, Ethan, or Gavin and Katie and say, tell me about your love lives. We will do that maybe another time when we talk <sighs> about relationships. So Ooh, okay. if you came here for romantic relationships, uh, we're not going to be talking about it today, but we are talking about love. So we live in a culture where that word is used a lot. Maybe you said it at like 13. You're like, I love you. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> I, I, I doubt it, you know, uh, but it's a word that we use a lot, right? It's a four letter word that I think is one of the most powerful words you can say. That's true. To somebody mm-hmm. about yeah. someone, it holds weight. Yeah. So uh, what do you guys think when you think about love that most people mean when they say it? If you had to put a definition to kind of what, what love is, uh, what, what do you think most people would say it means? Yeah, I think the way that most people would define that word um, is when people are attentive emotionally mm-hmm. or like when people give you materialistic things, right? It's like, oh, if they bought me this, that means they love me. Oh, like if they're listening to me rant about this, that means they love me, which is could be true, right? Right. But I feel like that's not 
what that word actually means, mm-hmm. you know? But I feel like that's the way like most people would probably define that word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. I think like another way like I would um like kind of describe it is like a, a, a feeling of like feeling cared for and mm-hmm. appreciated from someone yeah. along with that like, oh, they got me this or like they've done this for me. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a feeling that we feel. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'd say the same thing that I feel like most people would say it's a feeling. It's like, oh, you love me. And because of that, I love you. You know, it's like I love my mom because she loved, me, you know. Aww. So, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Paul talks about this in um, Colossians chapter three. We've been spending quite a bit in this study in Colossians talking about putting on our new life, right? Mm-hmm. Fixing right. our eyes on on what Christ has done for us in heavenly places and, and all of that kind of stuff. And, and so Paul would write this in the third chapter of Colossians. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to read it. He says, above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. So it seems to me that for Paul, this is a priority, right? Mm-hmm. Above mm-hmm. all. Yeah. That's a lot. Above all. There's a, wh- that excludes a lot of other things, right? Above yeah. all else, above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of, of unity. So when we talk about love. We're talking about things like like unity and a lot of the things. The culture has its way of, of talking about love. What do you think if you guys, and again, this is a safe place for you guys to kind of process right. and think from, from your revenge point. When you think about what the biblical marker and example is of love, what do you guys think? If you had to come up with a biblical kind of picture of what right. love is, what it means, what would you maybe said? We've said, we talked about emotions. We've talked about, I love because they do stuff for me, right. which is a lot of ways sometimes we interpret love. But what do we think of biblical picture? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I think um, it's just a word that shows the character of God, like God is love. Right. And that's probably something that we hear often. But when I think about a biblical definition of the word love, I think of two words. I think of sacrificial mm-hmm. and action. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm reminded of these verses. Um, one of them is Romans 5 eight. It says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we are still sinners, Christ died for us, right? Yeah. So that's just like an example of him being of a like a sacrificial love that took action. Like he didn't just love us; like he died for us that's before great. we even like deserved it, right? And I also think of the verse in First John three sixteen. It says, "This is how we know what love is: Jesus Christ laid down His life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters." So yeah, that's what I think about love, like in a biblical sense. That's great, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I think I think I agree completely that it's like it's an action. Mm-hmm. You know, in the Bible, in First uh, Corinthians thirteen, it says, "Love is patient, mm-hmm. love is kind, it does not envy, does not boast, it's not proud," and then it goes on with the list. If you look at that list, a lot of it is like actions. Yeah, you know, it it is kind. You know, I have to be kind mm-hmm. to like show that love. You know, so I can agree completely. That's great. Sure. Yeah, definitely, and it's like. Um, I love what you said, like Colossians three fourteen. You know, and like another another translation, and it says, um, "And above all else, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony." Mm-hmm. Which I think, like, love is what like it holds us together mm-hmm. as humans. It's an emotion. It's a feeling that we have that no matter what, you will feel it. But the ultimate love that comes from Jesus, you know, it's like sure. also like John three sixteen. You know, yeah. for God so loved the world, He sent His one and only Son, Jesus. And so I think that's really the most biblical definition is that Jesus and God is love. Yeah. He is love. Yeah. yeah. For sure. That's great. I just actually pulled up some notes from uh, a conference when recently went to was talking about love, but I think you hit it on the head, right? Sacrificial. Mm-hmm. When you talk about love, w- really, you, you're right. You said at the beginning of like, I do this for you, you do this for me. It's very like contingent, conditional, transactional. Mm-hmm. And I think we live in a culture that is transactional until it doesn't benefit me. Right. 
like I'll love, I'll, I'll, I'll until, <laughs> right? Until. With God, you see that in the in the person of of Jesus, the climactic moment of history is the cross, and it's this demonstration of love, of spoken love, and then demonstrated. It's altruistic. It's others oriented. But I, I wrote a couple. I found a couple notes from from this. It says to uh, to know the gospel is to know God. Mm-hmm. So what Jesus done to know God is to love God. To love God is to love each other. And so for us to realize when we learn to love God, we learn to love what what He loves. And so we're talking about sacrifice and and, and giving, and we're talking about to, uh, God is love. So that's the mm-hmm. that's the source foundation, right? right? Right. So important question. Anything else we'd want to talk about? or anything that comes to mind on this subject as we talk about it? I think it's just cool to see, like, going back to, like, Romans 5, 8, that was, like, such a verse that changed my perspective of, like, who God is. You know what I mean? It's, like, we're so undeserving of this love, Mm. and, like, literally all we have to do is just accept it. Like, praise God. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, thank you, Jesus, for loving me so much, you know? So it's just, like, a constant reminder of, like, God's love for us is so like amazing yeah. you know yeah. so it just makes me like, at a loss for words really right like yeah. trying to comprehend yeah. his love for us right. like yeah. wow and yeah. his, his love motivates us to to, to love him and, and do the things that he he does mm-hmm. but it's god's grace and love that allows us to be unbound in the first place that, you know, hey, like his love good, is though. actually the agent right. that brings freedom in the first place there's another verse in colossians three twelve talks about this idea of being chosen mm-hmm. holy and loved Chosen, holy, loved. Those are big words. So, but why is it important for us to to know those realities, to claim them, to walk in them? What are some of y'all's thoughts around the words chosen, holy, loved, and why is it important to walk in confidence? Ethan, what about you? I would say like I'm chosen, I'm holy, and I'm loved. If I walk life with that, I'm gonna be walking in life with confidence. Yep. Right. And because I have that confidence, I'm going to have this self identity. Right. Yeah. Like my identity is Christ. Right. I'm chosen, holy, and loved. Right. Because of that, I'm going to like, no matter what I face, like if I try to put my, my, my uh, identity in worldly things, like, oh, passing a test or something or like getting this job. And if I don't get that job, it's like, then I'm going to feel really down. Yeah. But if I find my confidence in Jesus, I can face almost anything. You know? That's great. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, how we just said, like when we find our identity in Jesus, we can face anything. Right. I think it's it's really good that we are confident in those things of being chosen, being holy, and knowing that we are daily loved. Because something I, I love saying, because I've heard so many people say, it, it's like, if God is for me, who can be right. against me? Amen. Like I think that's something we need to be confident in, and just not because of that. Um, just because He's also um, you preached about this um Tuesday, um, how we are crowned you know, how God has crowned us with his love, how he has crowned us to be holy, how he has crowned us to be chosen, like to be his people, to be his hands and feet, and that we need to be right. confident in that. So I think that's something that's really good, you know, we that's great. be confident. That's great. You took me back, Ethan, to like right. playing sports growing up. You know, you do the whole thing at, at school or a recess, you line up and you get two team captains and then they, <laughs> they choose who they want. And if you get picked first, you're like, that's what's up. That's what's <laughs> up. Yeah. I've been chosen over all y'all. Wow. Like, all y'all. And then there's that moment where you're chosen last or not even chosen. And it's interesting because you're talking about sometimes we feel the level of our confidence is based on what we're being chosen right. for and by who. Okay. Right? So it's like, you know, if uh, someone really really look up to chooses us for a hangout or, mm-hmm. you know, or a professor says, hey, come, come and hang with me. I want to teach you. But then you have God who literally has chosen you, right. right? Talking about confidence that like the creator of the universe has looked at me 
flaw and all and said, I want you. That's crazy, crazy. Yeah. So I think the idea of us being chosen flows right into the conversation around holy. So yeah, chosen, holy, love. Let's talk about what it means to walk in holiness. We talked a little bit last week. If you missed that episode, you can, you can dip into that. But it's this mentality of I'm chosen and because I'm chosen by God, there's a lifestyle that I know mm-hmm. I'm called to live in and to walk in. And he's, he's called me up to that. Let's talk about holiness. What is it? What is it? What does it mean? How important is it? You know, as you've been walking with Jesus over these couple of years, Katie, want to hit that? Yeah. I think um, some people that have kind of helped me live this holy life and pursue holiness would be my friends, right? That keep me accountable, that push me towards Christ more and more every day. But I also think about my family, right? That probably don't really know Jesus like I (laughs) want them to. Um, And it's like we have to protect our witness, right? So just living this life that God has called us to live is setting an example of Christ to those around you that might not know him. You know, and I think that's just so important. And because that's so near and dear to my heart and that I know so many people that might not know Jesus personally, it just gives me a motivation to live this life out you know like mm-hmm. truly screw awesome. yeah really good i think like one way it means to, like i totally agree with what you're saying like to be living that holy life is to being like being the hands and feet of jesus yeah. outside the walls of the mm-hmm. church um pushing towards those who don't know jesus who don't sure. have that relationship and sharing like that gospel with them mm-hmm. and showing them the same love that jesus showed us so yeah. right yeah and I think, you know, like we keep saying, it's like, you know, to live this holy life, what does holy mean? Holy means to be set apart. So, yeah. Right? Mm. And we need to be set apart from the world, just like in Romans 12. I'm going to use my own translation, <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, we, we are up in the world, but we're not of right. the world. Yeah. So that's us being holy, living out that holy life. And, you know, I don't think Christianity is like a lone wolf religion. Like we need to be in community. Like we're talking about, we have accountability. Like for me, it's the people who are closest to me, like my fiance, Taylor, my family, my friends, my church, you know, that's what's keeping me accountable to stay in the holy lanes that sure. Jesus has set above. Good. That's great. I really yeah. want to touch on like how, this idea of like how our lives will preach way more than our words do. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So like think about the weight of that. You know, people are watching you more than you probably right. think they are. And it's just so important to especially when you're like proclaiming Jesus, yep. you know, yeah, like, yeah. like get yourself yep. together, you know, make sure <laughs> yeah. that you're doing what you need to be doing essentially and i'm so big on that because i felt like i was that person that was was like yeah i'm christian but nothing in my life reflected that really so yeah i just think that's so important yep that's great and on that people say sometimes there there are four gospels matthew mark luke john and katie (laughs) katie you might be in the gospel no no seriously like if christ lives in you mm -hmm. and people are never going to be exposed to matthew mark luke john and then katie rolls up yeah what's different about you you the gospel in front of them because yeah, Christ right. is living yeah. through you. And so when we talk about letting our life speak, of course, there is the speaking. There's a time to speak. Yeah, absolutely. But that's so true is because uh, a lot of times the way that we act actually paves the way for mm-hmm. people to listen in the first place. And so, um, man, yeah, we're chosen by God that gives confidence. That means I walk into work or walk into family spaces or other environments, not timid or insecure, but full of confidence and humility that, God's with me. God's for me. You're talking about it. Like we sing songs yeah. about it, yeah. but it's true. They're not cliches on a page. They're the living word being played out in our, our daily lives. And so there's this opportunity to say, I'm chosen mm-hmm. because I'm chosen. I want to live the life that God's called me to. And then this idea that we're loved, right? Mm-hmm. We live like we're talking about this word love. 
everybody wants to be loved. We were created out of love, for love, to love, right? Mm. Like God has created us out of love because he, the triune God is a God of love. Right. We say God is love. He creates us, right, to to love one another. That's it. Yeah. So how Whoa. we play that out and how we walk in that is so, so important. Maybe talk about some moments where you came to the grasping knowledge that God loved you. Like what did it do for you? If you look back over your shoulder, we're talking about life graphs. Was there a moment where you came to this revelation that God loved you despite, you know, you're talking about while we were still sinners? Yeah. Like what was, do you guys have that moment where like, while I was stuck in my sin, mm-hmm. I got confronted with the love of God and it just, it shook me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about the day before I got rebaptized. So I was baptized at nine, really scary, right? Yeah, if you watched that. the last episode. Go back and but, watch. <laughs> yeah, go back and watch. <laughs> um, but then I got rebaptized when I actually came to understand the gospel for real. And literally, like, the day before, um, I just remember being in my car, like, just having this intimate, quiet time with God and just understanding, like, I don't know, I just got a fresh wind of who he was, Mm -hmm. like, a fresh wind of, like, his place in my life. And, like, honestly, understanding the gospel in its entirety and in its fullness, um, that was just such a pivotal point for my faith journey. Just, I was overwhelmed by the love of God, you know, and at this point, I'm reading through the book of Romans and understanding, like, oh my gosh, like this is a love that I'm so undeserving of. Like, thank you for loving me, you know? So that was definitely like a pivotal moment in my faith journey for sure. But yeah. Great. You guys have that moment or phase, season of life? Yeah, definitely. Um, I remember a moment for me was um, I was doing my first quiet time, like in a long time. Like I had done quiet time and then I just kind of like phased away. Like, oh, I didn't wake up in time or like I don't have time Mm -hmm. to do it. Like this is my first quiet time in I think like three months. And I was in a really rough season and I opened my Bible and I opened to Philippians 4, 13. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, like that one's like, I could do all things through mm-hmm. Christ give me strength. And like at that moment, I was like, I can. Yeah. I, I can do all things through Christ. Like in, in this season, like I know because I, I don't need anything else but God's love. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I need most. And like reading that chapter, I remember like just breaking down. And I was like, wow, he, <laughs> he, I can. Like he loves me so much that I like, no matter what I'm going through, like he's with me mm-hmm. and he is for me. So right. I think that's a really big pivotal moment I've had. That's great. That's awesome. I, I would say, you know, just waking up every morning, you know, yeah. like we're not promised yeah. life here mm-hmm. on earth all the time. So when you wake up and you're like, yeah. wow, you know, it's like I woke up and then you walk out and you see his creation. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, you know, like if you go on the beach, it's so beautiful. Or if you go to the mountains, you just see nature. It's just so beautiful. And you just feel like, this was made all for us to enjoy. Yeah. You know, that's how much God loves us. And just Jesus dying for us to, ah, it's just, you know, like it's, I can't explain it with words. And also, you know, when you read God's word, that's him speaking Mm -hmm. to you. And like, like you said here in Colossians 3, 12, we're chosen, we're holy and we're dearly loved. Mm. That's God straight up saying, I dearly love you, Mm -hmm. Ethan. I dearly love you, Gavin. You know, it's like, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. that's how much he loves us. That yeah. he just verbally tells him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's it's great because I'm um also to like add on what you were saying um how like God is love and like another reminder is that like God made us in His image, mm-hmm. you know, and He is love, and so He made us with love Come with on. every intention. Like yeah. He's He like knows every hair on our head. He knows everything about us, and yep. that that's the true love. Yep. And then I also like I think of the parable of the hundred sheep, you know. Mm-hmm. The one and like one straight away, he left the ninety nine mm-hmm. for that one, yep. and us like when we step away, he will leave the ninety nine for us. That's great. So yeah. I think that's something that's really great. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Let's just sit in that for a second. Because when we talk about love, God is love, we come face to face with the scandal that is we are so broken. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. You know, you know you, I know me, we know us. We got stuff we're not proud of. We do things we shouldn't do. We say things we shouldn't say. And yet there's this, there's a God in heaven who looks at us and like you said, knows the hairs on our head and says, I, ch- I don't just love you. I choose you. Like mm-hmm. I choose to identify myself with you. And that's so powerful. And so yeah. as followers of Jesus who've said, I will follow Jesus and go where you go and do what you do. If we're not marked by that same yeah. kind of love, right? Like if we don't extend that same kind of love to those that we would otherwise not want to love, right. we're out of line, right? And I was thinking about this um, on page 69 of the, of the study. Pastor Ryan has a scripture, Matthew twenty two thirty six. He said to him, love the Lord God with all of your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commandments, boiling life down to these two concepts of loving God with everything and all of you. And just as you love yourself, love your neighbor. Yeah. And I think as as believers, we got to get better at loving the neighbor versus going like, who's my neighbor? So let's talk about that for a few minutes as we're talking about the subject. Uh, what are some ways maybe we could step out and start loving people uh, more practically? Like, what are some practical ways that we can begin to love on people that we don't usually extend love to? I would say, you know, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself, right? Whoa, that that includes the people that you don't like, right? You know, mm-hmm. like imagine you're getting in an argument and you, you could just land down a bombshell, but then you hear that like small voice in the back, love you, your neighbor as you love yourself. You know, that's some way that you can just pause in an argument or something or whatever heated moment that you're in and you can just walk away and just like come back and be like, you know, I'm sorry. I was like, I take full responsibility or whatever the situation is, you know, just kind of cool it down instead of escalating yeah, things. And true. yeah, true. Yeah. Um, I think that's great. Like, you know, I'm like loving our neighbor. It's like when say you like get into an argument with someone, you can, <laughs> you have that ability to feed into that argument, feed into that negativity, or you can. Like take that step back, listen to the voice, loving your neighbor and just be like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, whether like you, it's like being the bigger person in a way, but like not in that context. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm reminded of that verse in First John 4. Guys, I love this verse, but it says like <laughs> we love because he first loved yes. us. And yeah. I'm sure you've heard it all the yeah. time. Right. But it's like understanding like we love because he first loved us. Right. And out of like a response to the love that Christ has for us, like we love the people around us well. Right. So what can that look like being intentional with conversations that you have with people, you know, and like little things like that, that um, I guess people can often overlook, but it makes a difference. Right. Because you're the only gospel that they probably like can see or like you're the only Mm -hmm. example of Jesus that they have. So that's like a verse that like I keep with me all the time that really motivates me to love on people. Well, yeah, that's great. I think of you and just the simple power of like generosity. I've had people. Uh, give like financially of mm-hmm. right. their time in ways that actually made me feel the love of God in a more profound way than any like yeah. sermon or or service because it was in real time. You're talking about Gavin being the hands and feet of Jesus. Well, how else does God provide and bless people but through his people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm even right. thinking about like the moments where the God puts on your heart to to give or to send encouraging text or or you see somebody in, in public and the Lord just kind of prompts on your heart to just just encourage them, you know, just 
even the simple smile on your face of extending the love of God to the people that are around us. And this is essential. Like if we're going to be people who start to walk unbound mm-hmm. and become the people that God's called us to be, we cannot do it right. apart from the love of right. God and without the love of God. Right, that's true. Yeah. We, we can't, Amen. you know, so... Any other thoughts you guys have around this this idea of of putting on love and kind of putting old self aside and living holy lives? You know, I think we we kind of press past right. uh, living holy life, but when you think about your holy, your chosen, your love, mm-hmm. who are some other people maybe that have have helped you live holy lives and challenge you to to be who God's called you to be? Mm-hmm. I think one person that has definitely helped me is my mom. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Every time, like when every time I felt like had doubts. Like I go to her office, I'm like, mom, like this is what's going on. And she'd like, she would get her Bible and like read a, a verse to me and then pray. It's great. And I'm like, I needed that, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> you have no clue how much that helped me. And so I think that's someone who has definitely like pushed me to be not just my, like better myself, but better spiritually, better, like knowing that I am loved and that like, I need to live this holy life. It's great. And so, and like, and another one is um my youth pastor, um Pastor yeah. Ricky from our Port St. Lucie campus. Woo. That's so shout out, <laughs> um, but he, um, he's the one who really, um, like pushed me into my faith when I first became a Christian about six years ago. He's the one who like walked with me on the path that. of becoming like a new Christian of not growing up. Like, what is this? Like, what do I do? Like, so I think that's someone who has definitely pushed me. That's like, great. Yeah. That. That's awesome. I think going back to, um, the topic of like how to practically love on the people around us is by simply remembering their names. Like that, yeah, I've yeah. realized that that has like changed everything, Sweet. right? Sweet. So I used to work at a summer camp and not to brag, but I like made it my mission to like memorize like a lot of the students and the campers names. And I realized like that, you know, having that interaction with them earlier in the day when they're at the altar crying out, right? I'm able to like remember their name and Sweet. use it like, hey, Ashley, praying that the Lord, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, like she remembered my name. Like, and it's like so simple but it could really make a huge impact, yep, you know, right. more than I realized. I thought it was just like all fun and games, but I'm like, oh my gosh, like God is using this. You that's know, so. great. Yeah, I think yeah. that's, that is profound. And who's amazing at this, Pastor Alec is one of the best people. <laughs> yeah. I know at saying people's names and sentences and art and skill and really like a discipline. And it's so important. I was thinking about how profound that is because when you remember their names mm-hmm. and they think you've forgotten, what really hits them is God, God sees me. Yeah. Because Katie yeah. recognized me. Yeah. Yeah. I thought nobody saw me here, but she used my name, which means all the stuff I'm hearing about God is true because he, like, it's just, yeah. that's a really, It's so really simple, great. but it, like, makes such a big impact. Like, yeah. Bro. yeah. And also, I think, like, reaching out to them every now and then, you know, just, like, I think that's one thing that brought me to Christ is that um, a really good friend of mine now, you know, he reached out to me and was just like, hey, I'm thinking about you. I care about you. Is there anything I can pray for you for? It's like, whoa. You know, this is a message out of nowhere. I was like, oh. It's like, wow, I felt very loved at that moment, you know? Yeah. So, like, I think small gestures like that goes a very long way, yeah. you know? For sure. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> this has been fun, huh? Yeah, it's been yeah, really definitely. fun, man. Uh, I love you guys. You know that? I'm really, really love grateful you. for you guys. And uh, that's a word we throw around a lot, right? But uh, <laughs> it's, it's true. And yeah. it's really grateful for what God's doing in your life. I believe in you, Gavin. I believe in you, Ethan. Katie, grateful for you. believe in the call of God in your life. And... Just thankful for the investment that you guys are, are taking to to grow, to follow Jesus. It is worth it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It is worth it. Um, you asked me things that things I'm learning. Following Jesus is it is the most life giving choice you could ever yeah. make. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it's worth it. So keep doing the hard work in your own life to to 
allow the Lord to unbind us mm-hmm. in the ways that we need to be unbound so we can walk into what he's called us to be, but grateful for your your lives and, and what God's doing in them and excited for the future and all that God has for us. And for you who are listening and uh, you don't know if God sees you, he sees you. And maybe you're wondering, is it possible for God to to free me? The answer is yes. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter uh, what has happened in the past because God is a God who flips the past into an amazing future because of his goodness. He's just that great. And that's what Jesus has done for us. And so as you're listening to this, and this has blessed you, I'd love for you to share this maybe with somebody who needs to be encouraged, needs to be set free. This is a great resource Pastor Ryan put together called Unbound. You can get this on Amazon, work through it. There's spaces for you to journal, ask questions. There's there's lots of stuff. You can do it with another group of people. I encourage you to get some people around you to talk through some of these conversations. And if some of these conversations that kind of struck a chord with your spirit, revisit it. Don't let this be the only place to deal with this content. This content isn't just supposed to be content for the sake of content, but content that actually helps move you towards Jesus and helps bring transformation in your life as you work it out with him. But we're thankful for you and thankful for you tuning in every week. We love you. Stay tuned for another episode of the Young Adulting Podcast. We love you. We will see you next week. See y'all. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.